Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, good morning. Good morning. All right, hold on one second. Doing the intro. Okay. There you. Hey, Keisha. You sound a whole lot better this morning. I feel a whole lot better. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, me and you have been on struggle bus since the <laughs> end of last year, going into the new year. So it's good to actually have our voices back. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that was a struggle. <laughs> oh my God! Everybody's complaining about something when it came to this whatever was going around. Here are five washing machine tips. Oh, uh-uh. oh that's your laundry machine talking? <laughs> no, I, I have it on the YouTube channel and it just went to a commercial for some reason. Oh, oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, it's never done that before. Are you able to see the comments on the YouTube side? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Okay, let's go ahead and jump into this. I did send um, Trish the link. However, um, well, she'll probably just pop in when she can. She did give me a thumbs up. So, oh, wait. Okay, there we go. I thought I hit send. I forgot to hit send. <laughs> she probably to, like, where got to throw Trish under the bus. Right. Hey, Melanie, good morning. Good morning. Okay. So, we got a crazy. Oh, there she is. Hey, Trish. Good morning. Hi, Trish. Hi. All right, on the on the YouTube side, I know the last couple of weeks we were having problems with sound. Can you hear us pretty well now? Hey Gina, hey Debbie. Can you can you guys hear us? Put a one in the chat if you can hear us really well. Because we were having some problems with signals and being able to hear us clearly. So Hopefully you can hear us clearly now. All right, we're going to go ahead and jump into this. Yes, but first it was not clear. Okay, we'll keep an eye on. It's in and out? Okay, well, we'll keep monitoring as, it, as we go. All right, welcome you guys to CBS Soap Dish Recap, where today both, well, myself, Lady T, Tisha, whatever you want to call me, and Keisha and Trish will be recapping both The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. This is for the week of January 9th through January 13th. And we usually start with The Young and the Restless first. And then the second half of the show, we start with the we go into The Bold and the Beautiful. And then we have our two segments, our Flip the Script. And we also have our um, other segment, which is Who's Taking a Seat This Week? (laughs) I know y'all got a lot of seats to drop this week, huh? <laughs> There's a whole bench. There's a whole bench. <clears throat> Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm trying to get... I got wires going on over here. So, all right. So, anywho, let's go ahead and jump into this. So, for the Young and the Restless, 
For the week of January 9th, Devon demanded that Jill and Lily allow him to buy back Hamilton Winters. Devon cut Tucker out of his life. Ashley learned about Tucker's duplicity and return and decided to return to Paris. Lily ended her relationship with Billy and Jack volunteered to con commit grand larceny by stealing a piece of Nikki's jewelry to help Diane. Idiot. So where you guys want to start? Can, um, can we start with Devon and Audra? that whole situation Devon and Audra yeah well just the whole situation going on with the company and you know what we found out this or what they found out this week. okay if that's where you want to start go let's start there um I feel like they could have picked a better way of him piecing things together than a ringtone like I would never have I wouldn't have heard two different people with the same ringtone and thought to myself, man, they must be working together. Yeah, I They must know each weird. other. Yeah, like I, I I wish they would have come up with a better way of Devon or Lily or whoever discovering that they were in cahoots with each other. That was kind of silly to me. Yeah, that was weird. I mean, it was one thing that you found out that they were colluding together, but you found out that they were colluding together through a ringtone. Right. It makes no sense to me at all. I mean, so many people in my small office have the same ringtone. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I, have, I have different tones on my phone for um, <clears throat> my different friend groups and family members. And then, like you said, I hear people at work with some of the same ringtones that I use. So that wouldn't have even triggered me. That was just, that was such a silly way of discovering that whole little set up now when he finally confronts Audra the way Audra kind of flipped it on him and was like well you're a bad judge of character because this is the second time somebody has basically tried to get one over on you you what a gaslighting psychopathic thing to right say. and that was kind of unfair in my opinion because Devon and Lily weren't the ones that hired her Jill hired her right and the the issue with Nate like Nate is his cousin. Of course he wouldn't think that Nate would do something like that. Exactly. So I, I don't know. I, I didn't think that was a fair assessment of Devon's judgment of character. No. If there was an alley, if there was a fight in the alley, I would want it to be Lily and Audra and I'd want Lily to take Audra out. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it's throwdown week on Y&R. <laughs> oh my God, girl, you are so And I'm not a violent person. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is just jacked up to me. I mean, I don't. So where does Tucker go from here? Ashley's gone. Devon doesn't want to be bothered anymore. I mean, I know he tried to get with Phyllis to burn it all down from what we saw, but where do they go from here at this point? Uh, just a bunch of Tucker begging and pleading for forgiveness from Devon and from Ashley. That's about all I can think yeah. of right now. Yeah, give me a 10th chance. Give me a 15th chance. Give me yeah. a 20th chance. Now, I did see Monday's episode, and for those guys who are new over here, is sometimes we do drop little spoilers here and there. So if you're not into spoilers, I understand, but this is something we've been doing for three years since we've had this pop, this platform on the podcast side. I won't give it all away, but 
Um, there will be a meeting between Devon and Tucker once again, but it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> oh, I imagine so. I bet and not. I, the thing that um, kind of annoys me with Tucker is, of course, he's trying to justify like all the, the things that he was trying to do as far as um, Devon and his company, you know, him saying he just wanted to work with his son. And then the thing that he was doing with Ashley saying that he just wants her to be happy. And it's like, that's understandable. But how about just being straightforward with them and telling them what you want and giving them the option to say yes or no, I'll give you a chance and I want to work with you instead of going behind their back and being sneaky and deceptive and lying. And you know what I mean? All of that stuff, because that's going to hurt your relationship with them even more. Right. You really think they're going to stick around after you do something like that? You exactly. really think they're going to be grateful that you hurt everybody else around them to do something that would only benefit you and that person? I mean, right. what, kind of a, what kind of a brain is so miswired that that's what it thinks is okay? Especially yeah. considering his his whole, the goal for him was to come between Jack and Ashley and Devon and Lily like you're purposely trying to put a wrench in those sibling relationships Devon isn't going to accept that as an excuse no yeah it just doesn't make any sense so his plan was I'm going to take over Jabot I'm going to take over the Chancellor Winners too and then I'll give ruling power to Chancellor Winners to Devon and then give Ashley the chance to run Jabot by stealing it first. Actually, it does not make sense. No, it wasn't to give Devon power. It was for him to have power and work with Devon. With, oh, you're right. You're right. Anybody you're right. 100% of anything. This yeah, was right. all about his power and control over them and the companies to basically be an overlord of all things Genoa City. And it, yeah. it's like nobody asked you to come back. Nobody wanted you to come back. Now you've come back. You've tried to infiltrate your way into everybody's lives with lies and deception and not stating the reason you're there and causing all kinds of treachery. So, no, thank you. Right. Yeah. I mean, he had to figure that it was going to blow up in his face. But the crazy thing, which who who just mentioned that it was um, Melanie Corley about the fact that Audra is still going to work over at Newman Media after Nate found out what she did. Oh, Isn't yeah, let's ridiculous. talk about that. Yeah, ridiculousness. <laughs> well, what you the, got to say? I know you sound like you got something to say about that, Keisha. Well, the fact that Nate didn't even, and he says it, you know, when he find, when Audra tells him the truth about what happened, but the fact that he hired her and didn't even think to go and talk to at least talk to Lily because Lily will talk to even though she's you know still a little mad at Nate like she would have a conversation with Nate about Audrey like you didn't even think to go back there and say hey you know just wanted to see I know Audrey's done working with you guys she you know I'm thinking about hiring her over at Newman would you recommend it? Or how did you like her work? How did things end? You know what I mean? Right. Because he knows that, that, that the IPO hasn't been announced yet. So my thought would be, it's not even announced. So why? how are you done already with your, you know, working for Chancellor Winters? Yeah. Like, I mean, that would have sparked something for me. Exactly. I mean, my thing is you putting her second in command of the company. You're talking about the COO position. 
So why wouldn't you go and say, hey, you know, what's going on with Audra? I heard that she's finished the assignment, blah, blah, blah. And of course, Lily would have been like, what do you mean finish the assignment? She was a mole just like you. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that whole thing is a hot mess. And it just does not look good as him being a leader when... I'm surprised. I'm wondering what Victoria and maybe even Victor are going to say when they found out that the COO was trying to, uh, or will they even care? What do you they think? They didn't care about Nate. Yeah, they didn't care about Nate. Victoria thought it was just business. Yep. Right. And I, so <clears throat> I wonder, I, I feel like Nate and, and, or not Nate, Devon and Lily are also going to be upset with Nate because it's like, not only did you try to steal our companies from us, but you wouldn't hire somebody who also was deceptive to us and was trying to do the same things. Mm-hmm. And you're our, you're our cousin, but you want to, you want to mend our relationship, but you keep doing things that say the opposite, that say you don't really care about mending our relationship. Like yeah. I know that they're not talking right now or that they're not in a good space with each other. But if I was Nate, I would be like, you know, not in a way where I'm judging Audra for what she did, because what Nate did honestly was worse because that's family. Yep. But I would look at it as, you know what, I'm trying to mend my relationship with my family. It's not going to look good if I go and hire somebody as my second in command who was trying to destroy their company. Like, I know that I did it, but now I see, you know, that what I did was a terrible mistake. And I don't want to do anything to add more fuel to the fire when it comes to our relationship. So it's just not a good look for me to do this. Yeah. I mean, honestly, this is going to push them either far, even further apart. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then remember, and I guess we can kind of switch and go into that direction, is the whole situation between Lily and Devon. Because mm-hmm. Devon wants to buy back Hamilton Winters from Chancellor. And I don't see Mm -hmm. sorry. I was gonna say I don't understand why Jill and Lily are so surprised or shocked that he wants to do that, considering all the issues that they have had since they've merged. Like you've you've had two people try to take your company from you, like you've been deceived by two people, and then nobody is seeing eye to eye. No, nobody. Everybody's just as far as part as ever. And to me, the the fact that Jill and Lily are still trying to push forward, like immediately push forward with this whole IPO thing after suffering two um, mishaps within their company, mm-hmm. you would think that they would say, okay, how about we just take a break? Let's just do business as usual. We'll talk about IPO later on down the line after things have settled, after, you know, we've kind of got our feet back under us and you know, whatever else. Like, I don't understand why they keep insisting on jumping into this IPO thing. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. I mean, after Nate being revealed as a mole, why would you even try to go public? Yeah. I agree. I've been a company public before and I will tell you it is not easy. (laughs) And you have got your, um, I mean, the hairs on the back of your neck should be standing up at every moment when you're going through that process. It is, uh, it's, it's like running through the gauntlet. 
Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. And I don't blame, honestly, I don't blame Devon for wanting to back out. Now, I mm-hmm. do disagree with the fact that he wasn't being honest. He didn't want to do this thing from jump. The, mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I also don't think, I don't like that he went to jail first and not his sister. Yeah, now I agree with you yep. on that too, Keisha. He should have yep. had a conversation with Lily. Yeah. yeah, I think that's actually even the worst part for Lily. That he went behind her back to Jill before he talked to her. Yeah, exactly. And um, the other thing is, what do you think about what um, Lily said about calling Devon Victor Newman? Uh, that's a bit hard. I, yeah, I don't think he's anything like Victor. I don't mm-hmm. think what he's doing right now or what he wants right now is it's not unreasonable. Like she's making it sound like Devon is just being completely and totally unreasonable for wanting to back out of their little their merger like he's got reason he's got obvious valid reasons valid reasons for wanting to to not you know uh be merged with them anymore there's just been too much drama that has happened right exactly did you see what honey smile said she said i'll never understand why lily is still working at chancellor winters after everything that transpired she used to be in fashion why can't she go back to that what do you think about her leadership i just think she's had a bad she's had a bad run and i think mainly it's because of the whole it's the the ipo thing I think it goes all the way back to basically um, pushing and pushing and pushing family work together, family work together, family work together. If she just would have gone in there and focused on her job and not worried about trying to employ everybody together, she could have had a great track. But she started with all of this. I'm going to make this big move. Well, yeah, you're making a big move and you're begging your brother to give up his and his dad's legacy together. Yeah. To pull it into yours. So why don't you go and do your job with the company that hired you and focus on somebody else? Because he said no at least 10 times. Yeah. Now, now Jenna says that, um, the what she said, she said he is like Victor in the sense that he's a control freak. Do you guys agree with that? I think he does want to control because of the fact that he and Neil built it. He doesn't want to have to answer to a board that is coming from just basically throwing money at something and no um, sweat equity, no um, real ties to what he and his dad built. I think that's where this comes in because there's other areas in his life where, you know, he's, he's been very giving and um, you know, I do think he does have some control issues, but I don't think he's a total control freak. Does that, I mean, I mean yeah. yeah, I agree with you because with Tucker, he wanted to control all of it, right? Like you just said. Devon is like, look, I'm just trying to save my part of the ship. Right. He just, he don't want Chancellor Winters and trying to say, Lily, you're a horrible leader. I want to run this company, both companies. He's like, look, just cut me back my piece. We can walk away, do our own separate things because I want to protect what me and my dad built. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's being a, I like Trish said, I think he there are aspects of him that can be a little can come off as controlling. But in this situation where he's just trying to protect his company, I don't think that puts him in the category as a, of a control freak. I just think he he wants to protect what he has built. Like you guys said, that was something he built with his dad and he has a right to 
want to do everything that he can to to protect it and make sure that nobody takes it away from him. Wow. Okay. So Honey Smile says people keep forgetting Devon is a billionaire. He could dismantle Hamilton winners and start another business. Jill and Lily need Devon, not the other way around. What do you think? Well, I don't know about that because, um, you know, I don't know Jill's full asset, but Chancellor Winters is a, um, is a, is a, uh, what do you call a conglomerate? Right. What I remember. So I would imagine that Jill's sitting on some billions herself. I don't know that they've ever said it or said that she's a billionaire, but I don't know how you own and run Chancellor Winters and you're not a billionaire. Yeah, that's what I was. I was wondering too. Like, why is it? Why does it seem like Lily and Jill are desperate to do this IPO thing? Like, I haven't heard them say anything about Chancellor struggling or anything like that. So I didn't. No, I, I don't understand the why they. Yeah, I just. It's, to me, if you're if your company is not if you're not hurting, then just let it go. Just let it go. Take some time to think about it. And in a couple of years or whatever, if you still want to do it, then go back to it. But right now, like, I don't know. Why Why are you guys, why do they seem so desperate to hold on to Devon's part of the company and do this IPO? Because that's Lily's mark. So her first uh, big step. So Trish, you mm-hmm. have experience in this IPO thing, right? Yes. Usually it's to open up the company for more investors to bring more access and more financials to the company, right? Right. Okay. So that's where that whole thing is coming from. If you need an IPO, you're looking for help. Am I correct? If you, you're, you are looking for a way to maximize what you already have and build and compound upon that so that you can go out and purchase other companies that will complement and enhance what you already have. It does not necessarily mean that you're begging for money. It okay, gotcha. that you see plans where you can uh, double fold, triple fold, quadruple fold what your company valuation is. And it all has to do with wrapping things up and having more money and more power. Okay. And at times, it mm-hmm. is definitely, there are companies that definitely use it for the injection of cash flow. And those companies are usually going out on smaller boards, small cap boards, and not your big, you know, stock exchanges. Okay. So is that maybe where it's coming from, where they think that Devon is trying to be controlling because he doesn't want to grow the company. He just want to control his sector. I don't think it's that he doesn't want to grow the company. I think that he doesn't want to give up control of making decisions unilaterally. Um, You know, when you, as y'all know, when you have a public company, you have a board of people, um, they sometimes defer to leadership. And then other times, depending upon how much money they've put into it, they want to control the decisions. And sometimes, as we all know, it can lead into hostile takeovers. Yeah, yeah. Saying, I don't want to have to answer to a board if Bingo. we want to if we want to do something if we want to make decisions about something we shouldn't have to answer to a board of people we should be able to do it ourselves exactly okay then that makes sense all right um let's move on to the situation of Sally and the pills mm-hmm. <laughs> oh forget. my god Chloe I she mean- is she wanting to lose a friend? Chloe just cannot mind her business. Mm-mm. 
So, okay. So do you think that uh, before she dropped the, left the pills on the counter or the desk or whatever, do you think that she was right in saying that Sally need to have a conversation? Oh, well, sure. But I mean, Sally can decide when to do that. It's not like she's going to wait six months. She can't. You know, if Sally wants to take another two or three days, you need to leave your nose out of it. You need to let your friend do what she needs to do to process this absolutely life-changing thing that's happened. Yeah, she's not even, she literally just found out, what, last week? Right. And and it's like Chloe is jumping down her throat, just like she always does, trying to tell somebody what to do. (laughs) (laughs) She's always been that way. If y'all remember when she first came on the show, she and Lily, when they met, they sort of hit it off at first, but then within like two days, Chloe was barking orders at Lily about how to model, what to do, what, I mean, it was, it was crazy. She, she's always been this way. Yeah. You talk, you talk about somebody being a control freak. That is Chloe. Totally. <laughs> when it comes to her friends, she tries to control everything that they do. She wants that, to be the uh, their love lives. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, she actually probably, well, that's what she was trying to do. She was trying to corner Nick so he could come up in the apartment, I mean, in the, her suite and see those prenatal pills and start asking questions. You know it. But she was um, dead wrong for that. Very wrong. Not her place. Yeah, a lot of people, I'm looking at the comments, a lot of folks are annoyed at Sally that she, I mean, at Chloe that she did that. Yeah. Well, if a friend did that to me, I, if I was in that situation, I don't know that I would talk to her for a few days. If you know, that's 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 a big, that's a big um, intrusion and control mechanism right there. I don't I don't like that at all. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can tell what Sally is trying to do by continually having sex with her. So therefore she can, I mean, sex sex with him. Yeah. So that, you know, she can make him think that he's the father. But that doesn't, does it really matter? Wait a minute, I can't say that again? She had sex with her, with him and Adam in the same week and he knows it. So what difference does it make if they keep having sex? Exactly. I know, isn't that funny? Do the writers think we're stupid? (laughs) <laughs> no, none of these women and men viewers know how that works let's take them out if yeah, you're not, doing it it'll not, be yours and it's not like Nick doesn't know that her and Adam also just had sex so yeah right he saw the tumbled sheets and she admitted it to him and she told him so exactly so them continuing to have sex isn't is not going to hide anything anyway yeah, I just think that with Nicholas, he tends to try to want to one-up Adam on everything. So in his head, he probably is going to try to take ownership to say, hey, I was the one that got her pregnant. When in all actuality, it only take one time. And it probably, more than likely, is probably going to be Adam, in my opinion. Yeah, I feel like they're definitely going to make it Adam just because Nick and Sally are happy right now. So, of course, they're going to gotta blow the it writers up. Gonna break that up. Yep. Yeah, and the other thing is, I don't know if Sally knows Adam's history, but he got that that whole DNA, gen, you know, that genetic thing that's going on with, with the eye degenerative disease. That's going to be a problem that could, you know, expose her if that's the case. Yeah. 
Now, I don't, do you think that she's going to try to hide that from, or try to lie about the fraternity? Because I don't believe that she would do that. You don't think Sally would lie? I don't really? think Sally more. I don't think in this situation, I don't think she is going to lie about, I think if anything, somebody else will change those results. Right. Which Chloe or Victor. I could see Chloe. Yeah. Wait a minute. You can see, see Chloe, Chloe change. Go I ahead. can see Chloe trying to figure out how to get those results changed to make it Nick's. I don't think Victor would do that to make I it Nick's. I think it to make it Adam. Yeah, I think if it's Nick's, he would probably make it Adam's. Who? Victor. Oh, that's a good point. Now, I will say, spoiler alert, Nick is going to find out next week that she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll I figured it was coming quick. Yeah, yeah. But um, I just, I, honestly, my take would have been if that she would have just go, went ahead and had the conversation with both these guys and say, look, I'm pregnant. I know I had sex with both of you. You guys know I had sex, you, that I had sex with both of you. I'm just giving you the heads up that we're going to have something to figure out. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure she is, she knows that she has to do it. She just is probably trying to take her time to figure out exactly how to break it to them. Like, that's not an easy thing, especially since it wasn't planned. Exactly. And it's only been a a week. Yeah. I mean, it it really, it it has typically only been just a week. So, yeah, she needs, you know, give her a couple more weeks to try to have a conversation. But Chloe wanted to take that opportunity away from her. Yeah, she's a she's the control freak. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. What about the breakup of Lily and Billy? I mean, everybody saw that coming. Uh, and how many times do we have to break up? Right. <laughs> let's break up. Okay. Wait, I don't want to break up, but I too. Okay, let's break up. No, wait, let's get another chance. Okay, wait, hold on. <laughs> hey, can I talk to you? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Lily was probably done a long time a, a while ago. Well, like she said, Billy checked out a long time ago. Yes, he did. You know, because it's been all about Chelsea for the last what three or four months. Yeah, and I'm I'm annoyed that he would took his little sad, pathetic self. And sat outside of Chelsea's door. That was so, that's the perfect word. That was pathetic. You know what that woman is going through right now. You're going to take your problems because this whole time you have been trying to be there for Chelsea to make sure she's got what she needs and, you know, that she's stress-free and all that kind of stuff. But you think taking your your drama, your sadness over to her doorstep, crying, is going to is a good idea well and there you have the absolute perfect example of codependence right he you know yes of course he's gonna have ptsd from saving her because yeah what if you weren't able to save her you had those thoughts would go through anyone's head that's where you go to a therapist you don't go to the person who was about to jump yeah or go to your siblings. You got you right. have a, a loving big sister, Tracy, who would be glad to listen to you. Yep. And to help you, you know what I mean? Uh sort through your problems. She's a good listener and yes. she gets good advice. Go talk to her. Why are you talking to going to Chelsea? Do you have her number? I need to call her. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, somebody said, how can Billy and Lily go to one session therapy and it goes wrong just to break up? That was crazy. Yeah, I think they were already going to, I think Lily, <laughs> like, like Keisha said, Lily was already done. Yeah, yeah, she was, it was, she was over this, you know, and then the crazy thing is, is that that same park that she did not want to be in with Billy, she ended up in that same park with Daniel. <laughs> didn't even think about that that's so true oh my gosh I was like wait a minute you didn't <laughs> want to be outside and have a moment with Billy but then she spent outside in the cold with Daniel <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they talk about these things when they're in rehearsal I don't know it's just it's just crazy to me <laughs> all right and then we also had that crazy conversation between Abby and Chance Chance was pissed. Chance was wrong. Chance is is, um, an ingrate. I realized that she and Devon hurt him. But when you go back and you look at their relationship and you look at the damage that he did with every single decision he made without her, by the way, left her, didn't talk to her, was gone, was thought dead was found by her and brought home and nursed back to health, had still was checked out mentally and emotionally, really never fully checked back in. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I mean, honestly, they did things for each other. That whole Ashlyn Locke thing, he covered up for Abby's father. Then she turned around and cheats on him. To me, she had a lot of unrealistic expectations when it came to Chance. Because my thing is, you knew that dude was a cop, FBI worker, whatever he was doing. And that that was a big part of his life. And then she basically, I understand she needed to, he needed to get help from the PTSD. That's, that's you know, it, you know he needed that. But they rushed that part of the storyline so fast that he went to therapy like three sessions and he was ready to go back to work. So it kind of threw us off there, too. Well, it did. And not only that, he wasn't a cop when they got married. He didn't have a badge or a job like that when when they got married. Yeah, but wasn't he working like for the feds or something, which is why they called him to go to Spain? No, they they called him out of the blue and he left her a letter. He was not formally employed. They asked him to go on this mission. They could have asked anybody else. He could have said no. Now, Jenna said that Abby forced a kid on him. He didn't want to have a kid. Do you guys remember that? I don't mm, I don't remember him being anti-kid. I remember him, you know, thinking, you know, it would be great. Not maybe the timing, I don't know, but I don't think he was against it, against it. I'd have to go back and look. I don't remember. I don't remember him being against it either. I just thought it was the difficulties that they were facing to conceive. And then when he found out that he was the problem, I don't want to say the problem that the problem was within his body and hers too, because of getting pushed by the, the demon child that pushed (laughs) her down the stairs when she was pregnant with stitches kid. Um, But the, the thing about chance is he chose to leave her a note and leave on a deadly dangerous mission right after they got married. 
I mean, to me, if that wasn't a case for an enrollment, I don't know what is. Yeah. That, go ahead. Sorry, Keith. Oh, no, you're fine. I was just going to say the reason I felt like Chance was wrong in that convers that specific conversation with um, Abby was he's basically, he's like, when she said that they're moving out, he's like, well, yeah. this is the only home that he's known. Why are you going to disrupt his life by moving out? And it's like, you really expect her to stay in the house with you when you guys are going through a divorce? And you won't even be house? civil. He's not even being human with her. He's being robotic. Yeah. And it's just, like, it doesn't make any sense. Why would she yeah. want to stay there in the same, share the same space with you so you can be a jerk to her? And so you can be cold to her instead of letting her move somewhere where she feels comfortable. Exactly. Like, and if people, she's comfortable, isn't the baby more comfortable too? Right. People get divorces all the time. Kids mm -hmm. have to move all the time. And that, and the child is, a, he's a baby. He's not going to remember, is he? I don't remember anything from before. Like, I don't think I remember anything from before, like two and a half or three. Yeah. Like, that kid is not going to care that him and his mom moved into a different household. I don't think so. I think his problem was that he thought she was going to move in with Devon. Ego. Uh, my thing, I see both sides. They both had issues. Yeah, they Abby. do. Oh, yeah. That's story. You know, I, I'm now. not saying Abby is, is innocent in what? any way. Just in no. that particular conversation, I felt like Chance was wrong because he basically guilted her into staying in his family's house. And I don't think that was fair. Mm -mm. I'm thinking of the fact that is he looking for stability? Because I will say, you know, it does impact the child to go between two homes. And um, I mean, the statistics are out there, but that's a different conversation. But the thing is, is that um, the other part that he said, which was the whole situation about, whether or not she's moving into with Devon. And she was like, what do you think? You think I'm moving on that quickly? You think we're going to just jump into a relationship? But three or four days ago, you just slept with Devon. And then once the conversation was over with Chance, where did you end up? At Devon. So it's not far-fetched for, you know, Chance to even think what her next moves were going to be. I mean, that's just my thoughts on that. Um, You're not wrong. Jenna's, whoop, we, uh oh, we lost Keisha. Oh no, she'll probably pop back in. Yeah, um, let's see. Chance and Abby are not innocent in this situation because he pushed her away when he left for Spain. That's Melanie. Yeah, I want Chance and Sharon to get together because they make such a cute couple. She deserves a good man. That's Linda Timmons. What do you think about that? What do you think about, um, <laughs> I mean, I only even saw a glimmer of like so far to me, Chance has no chemistry, chemistry. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the other day when he and Sharon were talking, finally, a little bit of vulnerability came out and there I could see that. Uh, that camaraderie conversation going on that they had. I didn't see sparks, but I saw life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. Maybe they could be good together. Um, I just hope it's not a snooze fest if they go there. Yeah, that's the only thing I'm concerned about is whether or not it's going to be boring. 
Yeah. And I don't know. I would, I would just have to see where it goes, but I don't know if I like the fact that, you know, she was married to Ray and now she's, I mean, it's like brother to brother, uh, partner to partner. I mean, I know there's only so many people on the show, but I don't know how I feel about it yet. Yeah. So, um, okay. I was hoping I, I sent her the link to join back in. So hopefully she will. I wanted to ask her question about whether or not she thought what her thoughts was about Chance and Sharon. Yeah. <laughs> Jenna says, can we say anything about this show that is exciting? <laughs> oh, she's back. There I'm you back. go. Hey, keep Yay. Hey. Okay, so what do you think about Chance and Sharon? Um, I mean, I, sure, they would be a cute couple. I don't really have feelings one way or the other about them. Do you think they would be boring? Um, I, I, I mean, I think I don't know how to say a couple. I don't know. Like a couple is a couple on that show. Okay. The only time a couple isn't, I guess, necessarily boring is when one of the characters is somebody like Phyllis. Phyllis or, and Dick weren't boring. Or Sally, or or Sally Adam and weren't boring. Yeah, like those, like those kind of characters that have, you know, that little extra spiciness to them, or the the kind that will make a, a like a coupling exciting just because they're fun. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we could yeah. say Lauren and and what's her husband's name? Michael. Michael. Like they're boring. You know what I mean? It used to be more exciting when Michael had more of an edge, but I think what I like about what you're saying is it's kind of the yin yang. When you have one character who's kind of that um, more quiet, um, do the right thing mm -hmm. like Nick or Sharon, and then you pair them with a character that's not going to do the right thing all the time, like Sally or Adam, you know, you yeah. or Phyllis and Nick, you know, you, you, and then of course, then when you put two characters together that, sometimes both do the wrong things like Sally and Adam. I meant Adam with Sharon and Sally with Nick. Um, you know, you have a, the, the yin yang going on. Right. When you have the yin yin and the yang yang together <laughs> regarding, you know, the types of, the, of people, um, it can really uh, dictate either super excitement or super snooze fest. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think there's more of the, of the boring couples on the show then there are the exciting couples just because every character can't be a Phyllis or a Sally or Adam mm -hmm. or like a Tucker type of character right yeah I guess you would need the polarity or the parody in the type of cup uh, type of people that's on the show yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. I, I yeah I don't I don't necessarily think couples are boring but I understand what people are saying when they say that Okay, so now we got this other piece about Jack volunteering to steal a piece of Nikki's jewelry to help Diane. Okay, uh, Trish, I know you got a lot to say about this one. Uh, Y'all, I'm not stealing nothing for nobody. Like, I don't know. I don't care who you are. I don't, I, we're, it's not happening. Um, I, my answer is no, I am not going to go steal from one of my lifelong friends from one of their homes and invade their privacy and their mm -hmm. sacred space 
so that this woman who pretended to be dead and made my kids suffer for the majority of his life can whatever the heck that is that they're doing. I'm so, I'm just like watching this going, I'm never going to get that five minutes of my life back. And, and so nonchalant about it too. Right. What in the world? And he's, he points his finger at Phyllis and says all this horrible stuff. And he's literally going to go steal from a woman he was married to. And that he's friends with. And that he's friends with and a confidant to. And right now, him and Jack, I mean, Jack and Victor have somewhat of a truce, don't they? Yeah, they've, they've been getting along. So you're about to throw all that away and ruin that. For her? For her. And, and for what? Because there is literally no reason why None. they have to do this to for, you know, what is that dude's name again? Jeremy. Jeremy. Yeah. Like, what, for what? Because you want to try to set him up to get him put back in jail to protect Diane from him? Girl, listen, Jeremy keep moving the goalposts. Every time that you know, they come up with one thing, then he says, no, I need this, and then I need this, and then I need this, yeah. and it's just going down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Jeremy is setting them up is what he's doing. I think he knows that they're trying to play him. Yep. And I'm, I'm pretty sure Jeremy is setting them up to do Probably. this crime, and then they're going to get caught because he's going to, somehow, he's going to figure out what they're doing, and he's going to turn them in, and then they're going to be the ones in legal trouble, not him. Yep, I said the exact same thing. I had a conversation about that as well. Jack is probably going to end up being the one going to jail for all of this. Now, okay. the thing is, Diane and Kyle knows about it, so they would be accessories. Uh, Monday's episode, Summer is going to find out about it, and she is pissed. And this is one other secret Kyle hid from her. She exactly. should be pissed because that's her grandmother. You bet. Exactly. Okay, so something just popped into my head. Remember how John Abbott went to prison and died in prison? Yeah. Is Jack going to go to prison? Is I mean, I wonder if, you know, is is the uh, Peter Bergman thinking about retiring? And are they going to take Jack out the same way they took out his dad? I hope not. Oh, I hope, I hope not. not, too. I was so mad at that storyline. Oh, yeah. I was angry about uh, the way John went out, too. Totally. And she never, they never really made, um, uh, what's her name? What's Michael's mom's name? Gloria. Gloria. All of that happened behind something Gloria did. Oh, the cream, the face cream. Yeah, and she yep. never paid for that. And her ex-husband, Tom, terrible Tom. Yep. She never <laughs> she never paid for that. Actually, they made Jack out to be the the jerk and the bad guy in that situation because he was trying to um you know, get Gloria to basically pay for what she did to to their dad. Yeah. That was always frustrating to me, but I hope that that's not what is going to happen with Jack. I hope not. Yeah, this thing is getting real ugly, and pretty much uh, Summer is going to tell Kyle she's done with this whole thing, and I don't blame her. I don't either. Yeah, I, yeah. <clears throat> You're going to, yeah. <laughs> You're going to plan a, it didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind until you just um, said it that Summer was going to find out about this and she's going to be mad at Kyle about it. I'm like, yeah, that is her grandmother. I didn't mm -hmm. even, didn't even connect those things that Kyle is basically plotting to steal from his wife's grandmother. And he just sat at that table with Victor all smiles plotting against Adam. Right. Oh yeah. We got to talk about that too. 
So Kyle is getting really sticky. Yeah, I I am not happy with that part of the storyline where uh, Victor is trying to get Adam fired. No. Just to think he's going to come crawling back to Newman. No. What kind of a what kind of a person wants their kid to suffer like that after they've already made it clear they're done? Yeah, I that that just did not sit well with me at all. Mm-mm. What do you think, uh, Keish? Yeah, Uh-oh. just that that's just dirty. It was dirty, and I I can't stand that Kyle is even entertaining helping Victor with it. Same. Yeah, now I will say Monday it looks like Kyle is having second thoughts and Summer is going to pro- going to try to talk him out of that because she was like don't get in the middle of a Newman squabble. Mm-hmm. But the question is what is Kyle going to eventually do because as he told Summer, I don't like the idea but I didn't really exactly tell Victor no. <clears throat> Summer is right, he just he needs to stay out of it. Yeah, he does. Yep, yep, yep. All right, did we cover everything for the Young and the Restless, or did you have anything else except for um, we saw Ashley sleeping with Tucker at the beginning of the week? Mm-hmm. And now she's leaving on a jet plane. <laughs> we don't know when she'll be back again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Eileen Davidson comes and goes, so. Yeah. I mean, other than Phyllis again with her, the conversation that she had with Nikki, I think was that Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, telling Nikki that they've been lied to because Diane didn't really go out of town. She's back in town now and they've been being lied to this whole time. And it's like, Phyllis, you have literally been lying to everybody for months and you're pissed off when you find out that you were kept in the dark about the, the Diane plan. Not saying that I agree with anything that Jack and Kyle are doing because I don't, but at the same time, you've also been lying. So stop with the, I can't believe they've been lying to me. Um, ranting that you're doing. And then it's like, I think right now, I think Phyllis is the only one of those three that is still like hardcore in this let's ruin Diane plan and she just needs to stop it because it makes her look unstable like just stop because eventually everything is going to come out and Jack and Kyra are going to feel real stupid and they don't it, you don't need to put yourself out there as looking unstable for that to happen yeah. exactly the, the, the situation does not need your help yeah, it doesn't. And she just won't stop. Like she is, she's just obsessed with it. Yeah, yeah. Now, what no, did you think? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I, I might be obsessed with it too if someone, you know, tried to burn down the pool house and blame me for trying to kill him and all the stuff that yeah. Diane did. I don't know. I might have a little bit of my brain that would be obsessed <laughs> with taking her out too. I don't know how. I don't know. I mean, these stories are so outlandish, um, but weird stuff like this has happened. And so. You know, I don't know how it would be, but I I would not be happy that she would be in my town and so closely interwoven with my family. Yeah, I, I get I get it. I I would be I would be upset too, but not to the detriment of the relationship with my daughter or You're burning everything down. My, yeah, or my 
my mental health because she it's like she is letting Diane completely take over her brain. Oh yeah, Diane's living rent free in there. Yeah. Yeah. She's obsessed. Yeah, she just needs to she just needs to let it go and just worry about her relationship with her daughter and what she's gonna do for you know her her stuff with Daniel, like that business dealings with the business dealings with Daniel and just let the whole Diane thing go. Like there's nothing that you can do to change anybody's mind right now. It, they just have to figure it out on their own. Exactly. She's playing a game of you can't win. Yeah. Yeah. Phyllis is only shooting herself in the foot by how she's moving. Yeah. You know, and it's coming back as much as she have good intentions in her head it's coming back to blow up in her face because of the way she's doing it. Yep. So, and it's like you say, it's ruining her, it's putting a rift between her and her daughter, even her son, because when she was having a conversation with Daniel, Daniel was like, am I second choice? Right. Exactly. Because she was so focused on what Summer is not, Summer's choosing Diane over me and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, look, you got to stay focused. I'm here. I'm giving you a job to run up a whole IT department. Exactly. So what, what are we doing here? So I don't, you know, she's she's damaging the relationships around her. Yeah, she is. All right. Did we cover everything? I think so. We did. All right. Let's move over to bold and the beautiful. All right. So for the week of January 9th for the bold and the beautiful, Deacon and Mike profess devotion to Sheila. Bill <laughs> declared his love, which changed her life. Steffi and Finn were shocked when without their testimony, Sheila walked free. Taylor offered to confess her crime and she confronted Bill about the pain he was causing her family. Where y'all want to go first? Your turn to pick Trish. I mean, okay. <clears throat> first of all, there is no way on this earth that three different men are googly eyed over this insane, ridiculous, dead two or three times and come back to life already <laughs> disgusting character known as Sheila. I mean, what, what, what do they do between the sheets with this woman that she now has control over their frontal lobe? Like <laughs> I'm watching this happen and it, it's of course completely, I know it's a soap, but I'm just, it's not believable. It's a stupid storyline. Bill looks like a complete and total buffoon. And he's supposed to be this big dollar bill. You're like a nickel. I mean, what is happening? I'm, I'm, I'm watching this and I don't think I've ever watched a show wishing I wasn't watching the show and only watching it so that I could keep up with the other characters and, and what's going on with them. That's how I feel about this whole ridiculous storyline mm-hmm. with Bill and Sheila and getting her out. Like, uh, what did you sit in a room with a bucket full of things like we talked about before, like the Mad Libs and pick words out and say, well, okay, we're going to do this. It's like, I don't know. What, what are you what are the drugs they're on that they're writing this ridiculousness and expecting us to be okay with it? 
I don't understand it. Well, they obviously are doing something with it. And because of the fact, like Brooklyn Rayner just said, Kimberlyn Brown is on for another three years in her contract. I'm going to be sick. <laughs> so where they go with this, I don't know. But I find it pure comedy. I mean, every time I'm recording it and I'm recapping it, I'm just cracking up because I've never seen something so crazy in my life. <laughs> I, um, it's just, it, it, it's not believable right now because in this, like, how long have they really been interacting with each other that now they're in love with each other? Like, that's the part that makes it the most unrealistic to me. Is because they, Bill has somehow fallen in love with Sheila in a matter of weeks, I guess. It's just, and then he seems like a robot when he talks. He seems like a robot now. So it's like, is in a, a month or two, are we going to find out that Sheila has somehow concocted some weird drug that has put Bill in a trance and he's doing whatever Sheila wants now? Like, it, that's that's how he's acting right now. It's like Sheila has him hypnotized and he's really not like in control of his mental state. It's just weird. So let me ask you guys a question. And even in the chat, do you think that, you know, when you peel back the layers that both Sheila and Deacon are, just, I mean, Sheila and Bill are pretty much the same thing or the same character because he only watered himself down to be with Katie and and uh, Brooke but when he originally came to the show he was this ruthless guy who was throwing folks off of cliffs hostile takeovers doing all kind of crazy things so <laughs> would you say that Bill and Sheila are one and the same I mean I do think they're similar because that that is one of the things that always annoyed me about the way Brooke and Katie would always forgive him because they'll, they'll talk their crap about Sheila, but then you have Bill who both of you have been married to, you know, a couple of different times or in a relationship with a couple of different times who has also done some of the same things that Sheila has done. But yet Sheila is this monster to you guys, but Bill will forgive him. Because he can, he knows how to, I guess, reel it in every once in a while. We'll forgive him, but we will never forgive Sheila. So, I, yeah, I do think they are alike in a lot of ways. So, and that's the one reason why he keeps saying that Sheila won't change him and that he can be exactly who he really is at his core. What do you think? But to say I, that he's in love with her suddenly? No. Okay. Like that, that's, that's where it's like, this is this just is unrealistic right now. Gotcha. What do you think, Trish? I it's completely uh, unrealistic. I mean, the it's ridiculous. The there is, as we all see, there is zero chemistry of any emotion or feeling. It's like two Michael Myers characters standing there staring at each other kissing through a mask it's like what there those those kisses were you may as well have been kissing a rubber blow-up doll it was so nothingness yes i, I agree with trish it does there's no chemistry between them and it's not even just the no chemistry it's 
nothingness, like hollow nothingness. Mm-hmm. That's all it's, I got. It's like an empty romance, right? It's yeah. there's no connection between those two. I honestly, if they, I said actually when I had this conversation with somebody else, what if they had to put somebody like Audra in place, like a Sheila personality with Bill? Would it would have been different? They put someone like like looks wise, yeah, or it or just to do with the the physicality yeah. of anybody. It's just the there's nothing there. Like when they on my TV screen, I have a seventy two inch TV, so their faces in my living room are almost as big as the wall. The their eyes when they're in their scenes together are like the eyes of characters that have gone into becoming a zombie in zombie movies. There is nothing behind their eyes when they're in scenes together. There's no spark. There's no life. There's no, it doesn't have to do with the, with attractiveness to each other. They're both attractive people, but this, these characters looking into each other's eyes, it may as well be stones. I, I, there's nothingness. Gotcha. I, I, feel like, I feel like Bill, I feel like that character is like reading a teleprompter when he's in the scenes with her. And I'm wow. guessing, I'm guessing that they are purposely having him act like that because when he's in scenes with Brooke and professing his love to her, he's totally different. And the same oh, yeah. with Katie. Yes, he's totally different. But for whatever reason, with Sheila, it's just like deadpan. He's dead inside. Like, he's dead. Yes, they're, they're both him. dead inside. Yeah, like I, I she will she will not she won't try to change me. I love her. Like this, no love. Is, this is who I want to be with. Like that's how he sounds, and it's and it's like it's not working. I, and I think that they probably could have. They probably could have made this a good relationship had they actually done something leading up to this. Like instead of her shacking up with Deacon this whole time, which I'm guessing was a a writer's flaw and they just didn't think about it until now. I don't know. But instead of it being Deacon this whole time, it should have been Bill and it should have been them like building that relationship between Bill and Sheila. If this is where they were going to take things. And, and, you know, they wouldn't have even had to have shown any character interactions. They could have shown Bill going into a secret room in his house and then shown Sheila going in through a door with the same kind of facade as on Bill's house, but never even really letting us know that they were going to be together. They did nothing. Yeah, We're just supposed to buy this crap? No. Yeah, the thing is, is that they dropped the ball in writing because once they went on a high with the whole Thomas storyline, they're like, what are we going to do next? And it looks like they once that whole thing ended, Thomas was fired. The next thing we know, we got dropped with this whole Sheila Bill thing. Right. And I still think that whole Thomas storyline should have been different, but that's yeah. Yeah, they could have went a different direction. Now, I know he's on a break. He's been doing a lot of hiking and stuff, meaning... um, He's so cute online with his girlfriend. I know, (laughs) I know. But the thing is, is that they got to come back with something. Now, where are they going to fit Thomas in? I guess we have to wait and see. 
But I, I really honestly, they need to bring him back. And that's the problem with not having enough characters on the show because then it could give you other opportunities. They just threw something together with these two. Right. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Throw it at the wall and see if it sticks. And it's not sticking. It just kind of spudged all over the wall. Exactly. So now what do you guys think about should Taylor had just turned herself in to get this whole thing un undo? Yes. What do you think, Trish? I mean, if you're a mom and you're you find out what your kid just went through, absolutely. I I mean, what mom wouldn't protect their kids? But but the, after after Steffi and Finn told her and begged her not to and why they did that, I understand why they didn't want her to because they don't know how deep Bill's ownership of people goes. And so it could wind up that Taylor's the only one who pays. Well, the only problem with that is that I would assume double jeopardy applies here. So can no. she be Go ahead. It can't with Sheila. She was never tried. Ah, okay, gotcha. That makes sense. If they tried her and found her not guilty, yeah, they just. Dropped I need the I need a legal a person here because I'm not a legal person. But I thought it was you. It was the whole trial, not just that you were waiting for you know to go to trial. Yeah, yeah. I think because they just dropped her charges, go through a trial, it, she wouldn't be. It's not a double jeopardy issue. I don't, I, I don't yeah. Think. I, I, that's what I think too, Keisha. I think the same thing. If anybody's gotcha. a lawyer out there, let us know. Yeah, I'm, I'm typing it in the chat. Can double jeopardy apply? But here's my thing is, so this time, you know, Bill said, if you, if you guys don't do this, I'm turning your mother in. She doesn't, you know, Taylor doesn't turn herself in. They don't um, testify against Sheila. What is the next thing that Bill is going to hold over their heads to get what he, you know what I mean? Yes. He can hold this over their head again to get what he wants. Right. So if I were Taylor, I mean, as hard as it would be, I'm just going to take that power from him and I'm just going to go confess what I did. I'm with you on that. For the sake of my family, mm -hmm. just get it out the way. And now Bill doesn't have anything else that he can hold over you. Right. Because he could use that to, if he wanted to, to get shares of Forrester or, oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Yep. He could take that as far as he wanted. He sure could. Yeah, that's a good point. That is a really good point. So what do you think about, because we kind of talked about the whole situation with Deacon and Mike Guthrie. Why do you think that they have, Sheila have so much of a hold over these guys? I don't know. Mike, because he's just a goofball Mike. in general. Yeah. Deacon, on the other hand, you know how much your daughter hates Sheila. I know. So why are you risking your relationship with your daughter for Sheila? Ugh. That I don't understand. No. Yeah, what's going to happen when Liam and Wyatt find out? Oh, it's not going to be good. I can't even imagine. Liam better jump off that high horse that he's been on with Thomas all this time. You know, know it. That much. Yeah, that's a good one. Liam and Wyatt both. Yep. 
Oh, some, Melanie said Justin needs to get information on Bill and Sheila. Oh, I would Just, love that. Justin would have a lot of information on Bill. Exactly. But he wouldn't have he wouldn't know what's going on between him and Sheila because him and Justin aren't friends anymore. Yeah, well, the word can get around. Katie can come back and say, give us what you know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, y'all, Bill is going to lose both of his older sons and Will. He, it, this is the whole thing. You're going to sacrifice your entire life for this absolutely vile human being. It makes because, sense. Because you don't want to be alone. And you don't have to be alone. You're rich. You can go buy somebody. Yeah, go find Queen. Right? God, that would be hot. Wouldn't it? They should have did that anyway. That was hot when they had the little bedroom scene. Oh, my God. The room was trashed. The room was trashed. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene. And Liam, Liam, Liam walked in like, what? WTF? <laughs> that was so funny. I'm still, so I'm still wondering. I'm still not completely convinced that Bill is really in this with Sheila. Like, there's something, I feel like, there's something that's going to come out that this was all a setup for whatever reason that Bill had planned. I don't know, maybe so he could be the hero and try to win Brooke or Katie's love back or something. But it's, I, it's so just hard now. I don't know how. I know. It just, this just doesn't, uh, this whole thing between him and Sheila just doesn't seem genuine to me. Dang, they say that Ridge is, I mean, uh, Thorsten K is on a three month leave. Oh, three months? Okay. I was wondering when he was going to come back because he's been gone for a minute. Yeah, Thomas too. I just, just bring Thomas back. I wanted him to bring Ridge back with Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess when you think about it, um, Thomas has been the steady storyline for how many months now? So he, he's earned his vacay. He has, he has. But we miss him. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you guys a question. Everybody is on high alert on Sheila. Do you think the only two people that should be on high alert is Brooke and Steffi? Um, no, I mean, I think, you know, Sheila shot Taylor, who was trying to help protect Brooke. So, um, you know, and I think Sheila feels like Taylor owes her another chance because she pulled her off the side of the building, even though the only reason she was there was because of Sheila. Um, I think Taylor should be worried. I think Finn should be worried. I think Lee should be worried. I think they should have those kids have two bodyguards apiece because, as we know, one doesn't work. Um, I think everybody should be worried. Sheila's insane. Yeah, and I, I, if one thing Sheila would do is hurt anybody in that family to get at. She's going to take hate. Yeah, I don't I don't think it matters that you are you were never maybe a direct target of hers. If you're related to a Forrester or a Logan in any way, if she wants to try to hurt somebody, um she would hurt anybody in that family. I agree. Hold on, I, I'm typing a question. Should all be afraid of Sheila or just because they were asking. I mean, she just, shot her own son. I know she didn't mean to. But she shot him and then did not let Steffi call for help. And then she shot his wife. 
and left them both for dead. So yeah, she'll hurt anybody. Now, one thing herself safe. Say it again. What Trish was saying, she'll hurt anybody, and and she does that to keep herself safe. Yes, ma'am, she does. Okay. Now, one thing that Sheila always talk about is provocation. She always blame her behavior on being provoked first. Do you agree with that? No. no. <laughs> she literally makes her situations. She creates them by what she goes after. Because when she thinks that she deserves something, she goes after it. She doesn't care if that something happens to be a person who is already fully committed to someone else. The woman has no scruples. She is truly has mental health issues. She is selfish, self-centered, narcissistic, and pure evil. Who shoots her own kid and the woman your kid loves and leaves them for dead in an alley? And you're an adult. like And you're an adult. And you're a nurse. You can't blame. You, you got to stop blaming other people for your actions because it, Jeffy, the, push the provocation that Brooke, I guess, apparently, um, when she switched out the the champagne bottles, was because Brooke told her she would never allow her to have a relationship with um, Finn or Steffi's family. Yeah. And then, how long did it take her to plan this whole thing out with the switching of the labels? So it wasn't like. A provocation where Brooke said that and then Sheila immediately punched her in the face. It was, you've had time from that conversation to a couple of weeks later to think about what she said and then you, you know, you put your little plan in action. Mm-hmm. So it's purposeful, intentional, malicious harm that she plans to do to people. And That's at some awesome. point, and at some point, you have to stop blaming everybody else for your horrible actions that you take against other human beings. Like, there's no excuse for it. I don't care Mm-mm. what your mental health status is, mm-hmm. that you're a narcissist, or whatever the case. At some point, mental health cannot be your excuse mm-hmm. for your poor decisions. Yep. Take responsibility. Especially when you're in the, and you're in the medical field. So... Yep. I, I don't even I don't even buy the mental health thing from her. What did you think about what she said to Taylor about and that I thought that was crazy. The love that she had with Bill is nothing that she could get from Ridge. I can't like if Taylor was a um an ag- more aggressive character, <laughs> I could see that character jumping across a table and just <laughs> pummeling that face like I the fact that she pulled that shows right there that not only is she willing to stab you when she's looking at you she's going to stab you in the heart and then she's going to twist the knife and smile while she does it I don't the even character believe of that Sheila is disgusting I don't the even believe that disgusting. I don't even believe that she has the type of love that she thinks she has from Bill though she has no love. She doesn't know what love is. Or well, even if she thinks Bill loves her, like I don't it's not believable. No, none of it. Their their love, and I put love in air quotes, is not it it's I'm not convinced that there is that kind of love there. Is anybody convinced? Will you ask in the chat, T, is anybody convinced that Sheila and Bill are actually sharing love? 
You just asked a question. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> Hi, y'all. <laughs> I mean, it I wasn't was good... sure if we were if we were having problems with being live or not, or if you were just in the chat typing questions. So I wasn't wasn't sure. It usually when I for some reason when I ask the question, then I don't know they I don't know if it's my speaker over here, but they can hear you guys just fine. Oh, cool. Okay. It was definitely a good jab that she took at her for sure. It that was like a jab punch. Yeah, but she definitely the she definitely does not have that type of love that she is claiming that she has with Bill. Like there there's yeah. no way. <laughs> Disgusting. Okay, so I got a question for you guys in the chat. And hold on. Can you guys hear me? Uh yeah, okay. She's talking about the sound is muffled. Okay, put a one in the chat if you think Jack and Diane is the worst couple. Put a two in the chat if you think uh, Bill and Sheila is the worst couple. I put 12. <laughs> <laughs> one or the other, Trish. <laughs> Can you type that in the chat, uh, Keisha? Because I know you're online. You said one. For Jack and Diane is the worst couple or two for Bill and Sheila is the worst couple. Okay. <laughs> We're not talking. That's why you don't hear a sound right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm over here laughing at myself. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Um, I don't understand why the writers have done this, but I'm sure they'll get us out of it somehow. Yeah, I can't wait to see how. Right. I mean, at this point, it's just like, you know, you, you have to see it through because you've watched it for so long. Um, but if I was a, a new viewer and came on and that was the first part of what I saw, I don't know that I might not continue watching. Okay. Keisha put it in the chat. See below, put a one for Jack and Diana's the worst couple. Put a two in there if it's uh bill and sheila let's see what we get so what I, about oh i'm sorry i was just gonna say i my my response is a two simply because i feel like jack and diane actually have chemistry as annoying yeah. as jack has been with yeah. how blind he is to the craft that diane um is putting him through or just how he just willingly has just been defending her when she doesn't really deserve it. Mm -hmm. They have chemistry, whereas Bill and Sheila do not. I agree with that 100%. Okay, so yeah, look like we got more wands, though. Yeah, that's crazy. What is wrong with y'all? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they actually got more ones on there saying did y'all misunderstand the question did y'all think better couple no the worst couple <laughs> wow okay. i don't know what to say man that's crazy we didn't have a lot this week because it all focused around just those you know those that whole thing with sheila and bill what else did you guys have on that on this week for bold? Um, I mean, there wasn't 
there wasn't really much to it. it all, yeah, it all really centered around that because yeah. Katie and Brooke were talking about it, and then Carter came in and told them about it, and then Steffi and Finn told Taylor about why it happened, and then Taylor went to Bill's. I think we covered it. Okay. Yep. All right, let's go ahead and move to the last part of the show. We're going to flip the script and take some seats. What y'all got for both Young and the Restless and Bold? You want to go first, Trish? Sure. Okay, so for um, flip the script, are we doing flip the script first? Uh, yes. Okay, so on flip the script for the Young and the Restless, I, I really wish that they would have changed the script and had Jack tell Diane that he's not going to help her steal from Nikki and that this is getting out of hand. Um, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Um, there's so many other better ridiculous storylines we could be <laughs> viewing. Um, so that's the flip the script for that one uh, for me on Y&R and then the take a seat for Y&R. Diane, take a seat. Um, it it makes no sense. Take a seat on the bus um, <laughs> heading out, you know, and this makes no sense at all to me, uh, this capitulation to, to Jeremy Stark. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she has protection. There's no reason for any of this. Like you said earlier, Keisha, it, it just makes no sense that they're doing this. And then um, my flip the script. Are we doing them both at the same time? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. My flip the script for uh, Bold and the Beautiful is that I wish that Steffi and Finn just would have testified and played it out. Um, mm -hmm. I cannot believe what we witnessed as they escorted Sheila out and there's Steffi standing there yelling no, that we can't you know, hear what she's yelling, but we know she's yelling no. And I'm just sitting there going, it's your fault. <laughs> but, right. You know, so that I would have flipped the script there for the take of seats there. It's it's basically, um, I mean, Bill and Sheila take a couch. It's lie down, have a <laughs> session. Um, it's okay. A lot of us have therapy. It is a good thing to do. Um, fix fix your stuff. That's what I got. Okay, what you got, Keish? Um, my Y and R flip is Kyle telling Victor that he doesn't want to get in the middle of uh, his, the drama with Alan and him. He's got enough drama of his own with his mama. Mm -hmm. He definitely don't need to be in the middle of that. Um, and then my take a seat for Y&R would be Jack and Kyle for that ridiculous plan that they've got going on with Diane. And also Billy for taking his oh. pathetic self to Chelsea's doorstep crying mm -hmm. about his relationship with Lily being over. Um, on A Boat and the Beautiful, my flip would... Taylor just went and turned herself in, did not say anything to Steffi or Finn about it because you were going to try to stop her from doing it, that she just mm -hmm. goes and turns herself in to the cops. Um, and then my take a seat is Mike Guthrie's old goofy butt because he basically put himself in jail. And then I can't remember what his, he lied about, oh, kidnapping Sheila. So kidnapping her out of prison out of, out of prison <laughs> so she wouldn't face any more charges like this man can any more dumber than he already is i mean he's not a fall guy he's a throw yourself on the ground yes. guy. <laughs> ruining, ruining your life for this woman who clearly is not in love with you and never has been <laughs> hey hey keisha he's the definition of a true simp 
Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely is. <laughs> been for how many decades now? I know. About 20 years. <laughs> yeah, he needs, he seriously needs a sim intervention. Oh, my God. That's a miracle. <laughs> All right, so my young and the restless uh, flipped the script would have been the whole thing with um, Chloe and Sally. Yeah. Yeah, you know, thanks for the pills, but you didn't have to leave them out so I can get caught up. Yeah. And then to take a seat this week is the whole, Diane, Diane is playing two in the middle. I'm sorry. She's mm-hmm. playing Jack. She's going to end up in jail. And she's trying mm-hmm. to play Jeremy, who might be playing her, of course. Yep. Yep. And then on the bold side, um, in regards to my flip, that whole thing, I kind of wish that Finn had a little bit more of a voice this week, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. He was the one really shot and went for dead. So he should have a lot to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would have flipped that where he had a whole lot more to say. Skip while it is, skip the month, because that's Steffi and, and, and Taylor's issue. They ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's y'all issue. You slept with Bill, your mama shot him. Me, my mom shot me. This is between me and her. Screw all that nonsense. Right. Yeah. And then to take a seat. Take a seat is Bill, Deacon, and Mike. Y'all crazy and going. I mean, what is her her uh, box is made of gold? I, honestly, I was gonna say something <laughs> earlier. It was like I knew it was gonna come out wrong, and so I, I, I had to just stop <laughs> my brain because I didn't want to ruin your show. And um, but yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Is seriously, what is in there? Yeah, I mean, I would say <laughs> something else like thought pocket, but you know. <laughs> Oh, that's a first. I ain't heard that one. <laughs> I'm gonna have to use it. <laughs> so, I, are you all right over there, Trish? I am dying laughing. Y'all are just cracking me up. <laughs> there, there was one small little, like, less than a minute, um, uh, where Sheila, I can't remember if it was Sheila or Bill, that brought up the fact, oh, Bill brought up the fact that they could also get Lee in trouble for sneaking him out of the hospital. Yeah. Um, they could cause her to lose her license or something, but I'm like, do they, do they not already know that that happened? Because exactly. is alive. Cause the so, man is alive. Of course. Yeah, so how would y'all even use that against her? <laughs> Makes girl. Sense. Yeah. I see. There are some, take some seats in the comment section. too. Ooh, ooh. Um, okay. Wait a minute. Let me back up. Okay, so Honey Smile 320 flip is that Steffi seduces Bill away from Sheila. Uh, I don't Um, think Finn's going to go for that. Yeah, Finn ain't going to be so happy about that one. If anything, Um, let me see. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's true. And then Honey Smiles take a seat. Lily needs to chill and just be happy to have a good job with a great salary after being in prison. Neither Chancellor or, or or Hamilton Winters are her companies anyway. Whoa. Man, <laughs> tell us how yeah. you really feel. I she love it. Whoa. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And I think that's that's it. Jamie, okay, there's no love between Bill and Sheila. No. No. Mm-hmm. 
And then um, Nana says that she can't wait for Phyllis to, to be on top. Me too. I love Phyllis. Um, did I miss anything else? Oh, Victor finds out Jack is helping Diane and Victor gets Jeremy to track them both. That was from that was another one from Honey Smile. Oh, that oh okay. Cool. Yeah, if you can catch him in the comments, girl, let me know. Cause I <laughs> Jenna said Brad Bell needs to take a seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> We oh, love you, look Brad, at but come on. Come on now. Did you see that comment, Trish? Eyes only said, I heard Liam seduces Steffi away from Finn again. What? I hope not. Oh, I used to want that. I used to want um, Steffi and Liam together because I thought that Steffi made Liam a more exciting person, just like the whole thing we were talking about earlier. And I actually thought that Hope and Wyatt were better together. Because yeah. Hope and Liam together are the same. And it's, you know, it's beautiful. It's comfortable. It's all that. But, you know. Here's a good flip. Um, this is from Jenna. Summer tells Nikki Jack stole your necklace. But I don't think Summer knows yet. No, she doesn't find out until Monday. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that would be a good flip if, if Summer was to tell on them. Yeah, it would. Because hey, Jack may be the person who brought her into this world, but he's not her dad. <laughs> uh, uh, Trish, Brooklyn says that she loves Phyllis as well. She said, I love Phyllis as well, Trish. Phyllis is fun. She's funny. She's spontaneous. She's crazy. She's, I mean, I would love to go out in Vegas with Phyllis. I think we'd have a blast. Yeah. I've said it a million times. Phyllis has always been one of my faves. Me it's just too. right now, she's just, I just need her to pull it back. Pull it back. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. I do wish that she had <laughs> ever gotten behind the wheel of the car when she ran Cricket over because that yeah. is heinous. Um, and, you know, there's a couple of other things, of course, that have been heinous. Not as heinous as that. But um, all in all, Phyllis has entertained me for a very, very, very long time. And I love Phyllis. Yeah. yeah, Melanie, there is going to be an Adam and Billy showdown on Monday. So oh. that is correct. Adam and Billy oh. showdown. Yeah, about Chelsea. You know, guys, I, what do y'all think about this? Because I think, in my opinion, Adam should be so grateful to Billy that Billy went up there and had the gut feeling enough to go up there and save Chelsea. Because if he had not gone up there, she would be gone. And the other thing is, is just like Chelsea hadn't been thinking about Billy's PTSD and she shouldn't have had to, nobody else has been thinking about Billy's PTSD of saving Chelsea. You know, no one has really said, Billy, are you okay? And he's obviously not okay. And, um, but what do y'all think as far as, um, you know, him, just the overall situation of him being the one who saved Chelsea, do you think it's like a feeling that Adam has that he's jealous or what's the deal? Because Adam should be grateful, in my opinion. Well, if you if go ahead. I, I was going to say, I don't think Adam is jealous because I, I thought I remembered Adam thanking Billy for what he did. Like I yeah, he did. With words think, he did, but he's been showing him nothing but hostility. I think that's because it, it himself Chelsea's life over and over again. And Billy is being, yeah. it's like, 
I feel like Billy feels like I don't want to say he owns Chelsea. It's more like he active with Chelsea when it's not really his place to be that, which yeah. is part of the reason why him and Lily's issues um, became worse than what they were already going through was because he's putting he's putting Chelsea in front of everything else, everything. and it's not his yeah. place to do that. Like he 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 did what he did. You know, the initial making sure that she was okay was that was cool, but it just carried on for weeks where you're at her door unannounced, literally every day. You're and calling honestly, her literally yes. every day. You're dropping what you're doing every time she calls you yeah. and tells you she wants to talk or you know, needs to see you. You drop what you're doing and you go to her. And that's to me because they didn't have that relationship prior to this. Yeah. To me, it was too much and it was unnecessary. I agree. Yeah, uh, Billy is obsessive. He he. The yes. thing is, and the, and the other part of it, I think Adam is also afraid that if Billy get any closer, that puts them in a relationship, which also puts him in the orbit of being around Connor. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and I know Adam doesn't want any type of influence from Billy onto his son. Well, I mean, how can you even think that whenever Billy's daughter's corneas are in your son's eyes? That's true. Like, really? You're you're going to be so hateful to the man whose daughter gave your son sight? No matter what. I feel like the other thing is Billy constantly craps on Adam. He, they like do. They, they both do. They're like uh, flinging feces people. I don't understand it. Yeah, but I, I feel like Billy does it a little bit more. Like, um, I, with the Halloween, it was around Halloween. I can't remember what it was, but there was something. There was something that happened. A good example because thing, but it was like they were both at Chelsea's, and then Billy left, and he was downstairs talking to um Sharon, and said something about how, um. I hope he's not up there upsetting Chelsea or I, he was blaming Adam for something. And it was like, that's what, not what where did that even come yeah, from? That didn't. Yeah. I remember what you're talking yeah. about. And um, it came okay, out okay, of Hold field. on a second. Hold on a second, Trish. Hey, you guys in the chat is like 42 of you in here. Hit that like button. Please hit the like button. If you're enjoying our content, it lets YouTube know that, you know, they want to share the, the content you know, on the, um, on the recommended page. So hit that like button. If you're in here, we're trying to, let's get those likes up. Okay. Go ahead, Trish. Oh no, I was just saying, um, yeah, I, and I, I agree with you, Keisha. Billy does do it more. It's, and I think that probably comes from the fact that his dead daughter's corneas are in Adam's son's yeah. eyes. I mean, don't you think that that would make you knowing their history? Um, it's, I think it from Billy, it comes from a point of, I'm going to do it to you before you do it to me. So you know that I'm still on top of you doing it to me, doing it to you, doing it to me. It's that whole cycle. I don't know. I guess I feel like at some point, Billy either needs to let go of that anger. Oh, or, sure. Or just stay away from Adam. Yeah. He doesn't need to be in Chelsea's life. Him and Chelsea, yes, they have Johnny, but Johnny doesn't belong to Chelsea. Mm -hmm. Johnny belongs to Victoria. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't need to be around Chelsea as much as he is, which puts him in the space of Adam. Yep. 
It does. So if it, if he bothers you that much, then stay out of his orbit as much as you can. And you consistently being around his ex-wife and his son does not do that. Like you can't control your anger or your feelings about him. And you have to constantly find ways to put him down or talk crap to other people about him. Mm-hmm. Then you just need to stay away from him. Right. But he, he'll see Adam in the coffee shop and he'll go walk up to him and we'll have something crappy to say to him. Or he'll see him at society and he'll go walk up to him and, you know, say some little smart comment. And it's like, just stay away from him. That's all you got to do. But he chooses not to. It's like he's got to remind him over and over again how much he dislikes him. Yep, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, yeah, you guys got anything else? Looking forward to next week. Me too. I'm looking forward to when everybody finds out about this stupid ass. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Forgive me for my bad language, but this stupid plan that Diane, Jack and Kyle have come up with. That's what I can't wait for. Yeah. I'm with you there because it's just, it's very frustrating. Um, I mean, I love great juicy storylines, Mm-hmm. But you can do great juicy storylines that aren't just ludicrous. I mean, who in their right mind is going to commit this kind of a crime? Like it just, none of it makes any sense. Mm-mm. And it just, it shows that Jack's unstable at this point in his life that he's doing this. Unstable or desperate. This could give Ashley everything she's ever wanted. She could take over the company. Yeah. He's without like Tucker's help. <laughs> Yep, this story is just like Jenna said, this story is dragging on. It's just on and just a further deeper down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all know I want to see Jack alone because of all of his poor decisions. <laughs> I've been annoyed with him for a while now, and it would be fabulous if this did lead to Ashley taking over the company because of Jack's what Jack just did. Um, because that if he stayed in, in the CEO seat of the company, um, it would basically show the world that the company is not in good hands. And because Kyle went along with it, he certainly can't be a singular CEO. So Ashley could just swoop in and the board could say, this is what's going to happen. And then she would be CEO of the company. Or or Victor. Oh. Remember, Victoria is company hungry. So Yeah, she is. Yep, yep, yep. We had a good show, girls. I know we had in and out on the YouTube side and on the podcast side. Thank you guys so much. We are in season year four as of this year. Whoop, whoop. Yep. Yay. Yay. So (laughs) uh, you guys stay tuned for the spoilers on the YouTube side. And you guys on the podcast side, thank you every week that you come back and support us. So that's all I have unless you got unless you girls have something else. Uh nope, I don't have anything else. Trish, have a great week, everybody. All right, you too as well. And hit your like button on the way out. We really appreciate it. So until the next one, bye. 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 Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at The Young and the Restless 
Bold and the Beautiful Long Haul Die Hard Fans Group. We are 29,000 strong and we will welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms such as via RSS so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. If you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.